Speaking of Travel is brought to you by the Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. And when you fly home, you're home. Plan your next trip at flyabl.com. Appalachian Realty, they've been helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Visit them at appalachianrealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street near downtown Asheville. And Chimney Rock at Chimney Rock State Park. There's no better way to experience the best of the mountains in one place than at Chimney Rock at Chimney Rock State Park. That's chimneyrockpark.com. Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball, and you're listening to Speaking of Travel right here on News Radio 570 WWNC and 101.1 FM, The Revolution. Be sure to visit the Speaking of Travel website, that's speakingoftravel.net, and sign up for the Speaking of Travel Travel Club. You can receive the latest travel news, travel tips, all kinds of fun information, and just stay in the loop. And you know what? You can always listen to this episode of Speaking of Travel or any past episode with a simple click on the Speaking of Travel website, that's speakingoftravel.net, on the iHeartRadio app iTunes, Spotify, and even Google Play. That means you can listen to Speaking of Travel anywhere, anytime, in the whole wide world on any of those platforms. And be sure to follow Speaking of Travel on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Well, I have to say, the other morning I stepped outside and something was just different. The sun was a little slower in rising and the air started to seem a little crisp. You know, the leaves were beginning to change color and some had even fallen on the ground. Summer is ended and it's time to relish in fall's crisp, cool air. And I have to say, everything just seems to be smelling like pumpkin spice everywhere. I'm not kidding. Well, you know, for many, autumn is a favorite hiking season. The days are cooler, nights are crisp, skies are blue, and what a spectrum of leaf color. Fall goes hand in hand with hiking. But for some, it's not just fall hiking that's so pleasurable. It's just hiking overall. And I am excited to have my guests today, Beth and Randy Fluharty, and they love to hike. In fact, I would say these two are active hikers. And for them, a great vacation usually includes some really great hiking adventures. And I am excited to have you both here. Thank you for being on the show today. Glad to be here. Randy and Beth, you know, I've known you both for a long time. Beth, I've I've met you yes, before, we have. for sure, but Randy and I go way back, and uh, I had Randy on the show uh, earlier this year with the Carolina Hiking Club. Yes. Mm-hmm. We talked about hiking, but I'll tell you, everybody I talk to now wants to go hiking. I mean, it is such a thing. I think in the past, it was just a little... A little off the radar. People went for walks. Then they called it hiking. And I was at the Y the other day. They have a whole sign up for hikes. Like, let's go on hikes. How did you guys get started? Well, I think both of us hiked as children with our parents. And so that was that was an easy early start for us. And frankly, 
that's a lot of our dating experience was we had evening jobs and we would go on hikes during the day. So it has a a special fondness for us. That's right. Yes, I grew up hiking with my dad and uh, then continued that with Beth during our courting days. And, uh, you know, so now we hike, uh, try to hike at least every week, once a week. You guys are pretty active hikers. There's no doubt about that. Well, it's just a, it's an easy way to get exercise. You know, it doesn't require a lot of equipment, and you get to go different places and see things in a sort of a slower pace. And in this fast-paced society, getting out in the woods and taking a hike um, makes you slow down and appreciate things really opens your mind and in this area it's so easy it's just um you can practically walk out your door and find something to go walking so let's say i wanted to get started going on hikes and you say you know it doesn't take that much equipment give us an idea of um just your standard foundation of what you would need to go on your you know first beginner we're going to get started taking a hike. Well, of course, the most important thing in my mind is footwear. Uh, you need solid, supportive footwear um, to enjoy the hike more and to protect your, your feet and your ankles uh, from, from injury. So that's, that's the most important thing. Uh, we always carry water uh, with us and uh, rain gear. Uh, food, of course, uh, if we're going away, if we're going to be away during lunch. Um, and then Beth and I use hiking poles. That's not something everybody uses, and we didn't use them at first. But we were we were actually in Switzerland uh, doing a hiking vacation, and the guide said, you're going to need hiking poles tomorrow. And, you know, So we went across the street to a hiking supplier and bought one set, and we each used one. We weren't committed to using two, but we each used one, and we did that for a while. Uh, we enjoyed that. And, and then a few years ago, we tried out using two and found out that we really liked that. We liked the support. We liked the... Uh, the balance, the exercise, it does give you more balance. Um, it gives you something to do with your arms, provides a, a workout for your arms as well. So so we do use hiking poles. It's, it's not absolutely necessary, but we find, in, uh, particularly on some trails, that it's very helpful. And crossing streams, it's also very helpful. Right. Not not everybody enjoys using poles, so it's something, um, if you're considering it, you might want to borrow a pair from somebody and give them a try before you um, make that purchase. And, and for starting out, again, just a sturdy pair of shoes, good socks, um, and go just a mile or two at first. Don't, don't try to overdo. And then... Um, Add as you're comfortable, and that can include adding length or adding um, elevation in this area. It makes a big difference on, you know, so you want to be careful. A, a mile and a half that's climbing is going to be a whole lot more strenuous than a three-mile flat hike. So you have to learn how to to, to balance so that you don't overdo it first, but um most reasonably healthy people that um, enjoy being outside are going to find it an easy sport to take up and certainly something you can gradually add to as as you get involved in it. 
So I'm curious, you talk about socks. Uh, are you fans of wool or cotton? I've heard a lot of different things. Definitely not a fan of cotton. In fact, that's uh, that's a no-no. <laughs> cotton uh, absorbs moisture and can actually cause uh, blisters later on. And so wool, I wear wool year-round, even, even in, in summer. I wear wool. Or there are some good um, wicking polyesters and acrylics. So um, a running store, a sporting goods store, um, all are going to have a variety of, of socks. And, and uh, you know, a lot depends on your own your own feet. Um, I like a little cushion in my socks. So um, that's and I still use liners, although that is not. Um, the most popular thing at this point in terms of um, how to do it because there are so many new technologies and fabrics and stuff that it's it's not a requirement. But I find for a longer hike that that's what's most comfortable for me, a, a really thin, um, some sort of man-made material liner that, that is then with a heavier, cushier sock. Um, but... That's it's very individual. You just have to trial and error, unfortunately. Well, that's you know that makes sense. And what about the shoes? You talk about having good sturdy shoes. Should they cover your ankles? Do you, do you wear shoes that cover your ankles, or does it matter? That again is somewhat a matter of preference, don't you think, Beth? Yeah, I, definitely. I, I have both the low low tops and higher tops, and it, it depends on what hike I'm going on as to what I wear. I'm was a big uh, proponent of higher top shoes. I thought they gave my ankle more support. But then I tried a low top, and I find them um, to be just as supportive. So it's a matter of personal taste. And again, it's um, it, it depends on your physiology, how, how you're put together, what you're going to be most comfortable with. You want something that, that has good traction um, so that you don't slip easily. That That's pretty key. Right. Well, th- that would be the key, I guess. <laughs> right, right. And then whether you use the ankle or the um, low-cut shoe is is totally a, a matter of preference. Well, it sounds like hiking overall has a lot of personal preference, and it, it could be kind of trial and error and get started. So when we come back, let's talk more about that. And also, you were mentioning your trip to Switzerland, your, your hiking vacations. I definitely want to find out more because... I am on the hiking vacation track. Your business trip shouldn't start with a road trip. Hundreds of global destinations are just one connection away, starting at Asheville Regional Airport. Fly Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, and United. Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. Visit flyavl.com to plan your next trip. Chimney Rock at Chimney Rock State Park's annual pass holders can look forward to endless adventures. The Outcroppings Trail to the park's iconic chimney is the ultimate stairmaster. Hike with your kids to Hickory Nut Falls, one of the tallest waterfalls east of the Mississippi, or take the new Skyline Trail to the top of the mountain. Pass holders are treated to exclusive events as well as special deals at the park and area attractions. Upgrade your day ticket to an annual pass during your visit. 
Any real estate company's success is a reflection of its attention and care provided to its clients. Appalachian Realty Associates are proven to have the best agents around. And if you're looking for a place in Asheville and Western North Carolina, they'll help you find properties as unique as you are. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. With 50 flights every day to and from cities like Atlanta, Charlotte, and Chicago, you can fly to hundreds of worldwide destinations with one easy connection. Choose Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, or United right here from Asheville Regional Airport. And when you fly home, you're home. Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Thanks for listening to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and today we're talking about hiking and hiking vacations. You know, the seasons are changing. It's becoming cooler and crisp and nice. And, you know, if you haven't hiked, now's the time to do it. And I'm here with Randy and Beth Fluharty, and they are active hikers, and I'm so glad to have you on the show. Thank you both for being here today. Great to be here. Great Great to be here. Well, you know, in the first... um, as we were talking about what to bring, you've, you've got your water and you've got your poles and you've got your good footwear and your socks and all the things that you're ready to get going. Let's just talk a minute about where are you putting all of this? Are you carrying a bag? Do you have you have a backpack? Tell us a little bit about what's best for you when you're carrying all the, the provisions that you need. Sometimes I feel like I look like I'm outfitted for a much bigger trip than than what I'm really doing. But that's I have found that a backpack that has a rigid internal frame and then it also provides a little space between the backpack and your back so that it doesn't get as hot um, as you work up um, your energy as you, as you're going up a hill or something. But um, and it it's not as heavy as it looks it you know and it does give you a lot of options but we also hike with a lot of people who are minimalist and they go with a small fanny pack and it's amazing what they can can get in those um packs they can get water and food and um you know some sort of rain protection it doesn't have to be something heavy it can be a lightweight poncho I, I find I, I also use a, a day pack, and one of the things that I really appreciate is a, is a hip belt, a padded hip belt, and that way you can put most of the weight right on your hips, so it doesn't stay on your shoulders. And it's to me, I find that a lot more comfortable. That would be definitely a good thing to think yeah. about. And I probably take more than I have to have every time. I mean, I do take rain gear, sometimes rain pants and a raincoat. Um, I, I do have a first aid kit that I carry um, and um, then I carry things like um, extra pair of glasses in case mine break or you know my contact lens case or you know things like that so there's a lot of little things we if it's wet I take something to sit on uh, a little lightweight 
um, waterproof. Can be a piece of Tyvek from a construction site, or it can be a pad that you've bought at an outdoor store. So, right. um, you know, it doesn't have to be. It can be a plastic bag right. that that you just have, but that gives you um, a lot more options when you're out there and want to take a break. Well, so now we're all outfitted. We've got the pack. We've got again. It comes down to personal preference, and I would I would imagine that shopping around. You know, getting fitted, getting fitted, talking yeah. to mm-hmm. the experts. There are plenty of outfitters, certainly in the Western North Carolina area, and I'm sure if you go online, there are blogs and lots of resources. Oh, yeah. There are, and there are ways you can spend lots of money on this. But if you're starting out and want to start borrow something from somebody and give it a, a real tryout before you. Make a final decision because it it can get expensive if you don't do that. Well, let's segue now. You talked about your trip to Switzerland, your hiking trip, and I know that's just one of many hiking vacations that you both have had. So tell me a little bit about when you first began going on deliberate, intentional hiking vacations. How did that even Was it just something that you thought, you know what, we've hiked the Appalachians, we're ready to go? I think that um, hiking has been part of our vacations for a long, long time. Uh, Even before we started going to Europe, we would uh, take vacations that included hiking. Um, The domestic, uh, our, our domestic vacations have often included national parks. We love national parks and getting out and uh, whether we camp or whether we stay in a lodge or a motel nearby, we've done it both ways. Um, but hiking is a great way to to see a place. You know, as far as our uh, what we've done in Europe, uh, which are more elaborate uh, kind of vacations, um, we um, we started those as a way to see other countries. Uh, we had not done a lot of traveling um, in the early part of my life, and I wanted to see a lot of different countries. And hiking is a great way to, to see and learn about a culture. It's a lot. Uh, you get a lot more out of it than you do sitting in the bus going by the countryside at 50 miles an hour. Uh, we find you don't may not see as much of a country, but what you do see is um, rich and um, uh, you can see a lot of different things and learn a lot about a country by walking in it. it yes, and and different countries have different styles of of paths and walking, and and you see a difference in um, how they, it, the people that that live in that country, how they treat that thing. Um, Europeans are are walkers, and they accept walking distances that people in the United States would not even think about doing because of the way our transportation systems are set up um, versus theirs. Their countries are more compact. Their cities are more compact. So they they are used to, to using their feet to, to get to places. And so part of it is just fitting in with um, what you find when you go to a country. And do you, when you do travel overseas to another country, do you um, 
do you do a guided tour or do you do a self-guided tour? How does that work? Well, there are really three ways to do it, um, any, any hiking vacation. One is to get a tour group that's going to do most things for you. Uh, Beth and I generally, for our European vacations, we use Vermont bicycle and walking tours. Uh, we've used them many times, and we, we like what they offer, and they always do a good job. We've never been disappointed. Uh, they supply – they'll even – include airfare, um, but and they'll include most meals. They include your hotel. They include a couple of guides and any transportation between trails, trailheads between hotels. Um, so they they include a lot of things, most, most of what you need. Um, there are other ways to do it. There's what's called a self-guided tour where you still use a tour group, but they they set up the hotels and so forth, but you're really on your own on the trail. You don't have a guide. They give you maps and directions, and um, and you you go um, on your own, and then go to the next hotel, and they'll transport your your clothing and other things to to the next hotel. We have not done that yet. Uh, we we have been a little nervous about doing it, but I think we're. Um, to the point where we're almost ready to do that. We might we might try it sometime soon. The third way is totally do it yourself, and we have done that numerous times in the United States. We feel more comfortable doing it on our own in the U.S. because we know the language and we know the customs and so forth. So uh, we usually take one domestic trip, road trip a year, and one. Um, international European trip, and the uh, the domestic ones we we plan out. Right. You have more flexibility. You can choose exactly what you want to see, but then you are responsible for getting yourself from one place to the next. And um, some places that's easy and some places that isn't. Um, The guided tours give you the additional um, expertise of the the people that they're from the country that you're – visiting then that's just an an added bonus for us we really enjoy going with the guides because we found we'll even try to make sure we hike with the guides if there's a group of 15 people we we try to walk with the guides because we can learn so much from them we had a a a guide in the czech republic who had lived through the velvet revolution and he he could talk about it. I mean, he was young, but he remembered it, and he could talk about that. And that's the kind of thing you don't get when you have a unguided or a guide that's come over with you from America. Um, so you really do get so much of the culture when you're when you're there and and with the guide. And I'm with you. I always like to get up to the front. Like I want to hear more. Okay. Well, I do want to hear more. So when we come back, I want to find out about some of the places you've been and some of the the trails that you've that you've challenged so randy and beth thank you so much for being on the show explore one of western north carolina's most iconic places at chimney rock state park Six hiking trails and animal discovery den. Rock climbing with instructors from Fox Mountain Guides. Guided hikes and more. Plan your adventure at ChimneyRockPark.com. 
Hi, this is Tina Kinsey, and I'm with Asheville Regional Airport, and I have a travel tip for you today. Are you planning that trip of a lifetime, a big, wonderful adventure? It's really fun to have one on the calendar, so you can look forward to that big day when you board your flight. But these trips are usually pretty expensive. You spend significant dollars on your airline tickets, lodging, other transportation, and excursions. Did you know that most airline tickets and other trip expenses may not be refundable? That's why you may want to consider trip insurance. Should you have to cancel your trip for pre-approved reasons, such as a medical issue, you can recoup some or all of your trip expenses, depending on your policy. You can purchase trip insurance from many insurance agencies. You are not bound to purchase from the seller of your tickets, tour, or cruise. And the cost is usually a very small fraction of the cost of your trip. It's worth looking into. People call Asheville home for all different reasons, and they all mean a better quality of living that reflects their very own uniqueness. Whether you're looking for a funky loft in downtown Asheville, an arts and crafts bungalow in a walkable community, or a small farm to create your own artistic legacy, Appalachian Realty Associates will help you find properties as unique as you. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street, right near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Visit Chimney Rock State Park once and you'll want to come back for more. Get an annual pass for unlimited visits to the park for a year, exclusive events and special deals at the park shops and restaurants, and more. Become an annual pass holder at ChimneyRockPark.com. Fly me to the moon, let me play. Among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on a Jupiter and Mars. It's time to catch up with our good pal Doc Lawrence, and he is in Miami, Florida today as he travels along the Gourmet Highway. Hey, Doc, wow, I can't believe you're heading to Miami. You know, my daughter is on her way to Miami with her girlfriends for a little R&R, so fill us in on what's going on. Marilyn, come join me. I am in paradise. Paradise to you and to me means Miami Beach. Is there another place in America that is truly tropical, that is upbeat, that swings, that eats well, drinks well, and where everybody is pretty happy than Miami Beach, no place I've found. This is a fun place. The air is fresh here. The breeze blows here. This is the heart of Florida's Gold Coast. It's opulent, yes. Bring money. It's multicultural. You bet it is. And lovely, wow. Walk down Lincoln Road and Collins Drive with me and just behold the greatest treasure collection of Art Deco architecture in North America. This harkens back to the Jazz Age. You can close your eyes and you can dream of Judy Garland and Benny Goodman and Artie Shaw. You name it. This place was swinging then and it swings now. Let's go on over to the Fountain Blue. I stayed here many times over the years. Marilyn, I bet you did too. This is Doc's favorite hotel in the United States. A friend of mine's dad built this place. And I come here and I dream of Elvis and Anne Margaret, Frank Sinatra, 
Sammy Davis Jr., performers that took the stage here, stayed here. The great one, Jackie Gleason. Can't you close your eyes and seeing him drop in the fountain blue for a few cold drinks after an episode of The Honeymooners? I can. This place is happy. It reminds me of Marilyn Monroe. It reminds me of everything good, everything that swings, everything that's lovely, brilliant colors, cuisine that really taxes the imagination and satisfies always the palate. Jazz is everywhere. Blues is everywhere. This is a place that never really closes. Fine dining, Marilyn. Gee, close your eyes and think of the forge. I actually set within earshot of Paul McCartney about 15 years ago. I had to pinch myself. One of the great wine cellars in all of the Western world. And a menu that you need a wheelbarrow to carry around. It is just that good. Tonight, Marilyn, it's time to get serious. I'm headed over to the Commodore Bar at the Ritz-Carlton Coconut Grove. Yes, a place for dreamers. And I'm going to sample some handcrafted cocktails that they're already promoting just right before dinner. And then head on over to one of the most famous restaurants in the country, Joe's, for some stone crabs. My, 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 am I going to have some fun. This is the home also of one of the great events. The South Beach Wine and Food Festival launches right by the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, Their tents up. And you meet the best and the brightest, the trendsetters, the ones that are already established, the ones that are on their way. And you get introduced to food and to wines and to cocktails and celebrities like you only see on movie screens and on television. There's diversity here. You like Puerto Rican cuisine? I do. It's everywhere. Cuban food? You love it like I do? Go to a little Havana with me. And let me treat you to a real Cuban sandwich with Cuban bread, pressed bread, and some black bean soup like you could never taste anywhere else outside of Havana. Marilyn, you know I really hate to leave this place, and I bet you would feel the same way. But I've got my duties to you and to this show, and I guess it's time to move on. So this is Doc Lawrence signing off on the Gourmet Highway for Maryland Ball, and speaking of travel, saying, I'll see you soon in your hometown. Wow, Doc, there is so much to see and do in Miami. What a fabulous place. Well, so long for now. Hey, you can follow Doc's journey on the Gourmet Highway by visiting thegourmethighway.com. Well, speaking of highways, we're not talking about highways anymore. We're talking about hiking, and hiking, you Randy and Beth Fluharty are here. You don't hike on a highway. No, I would call them slow ways. <laughs> exactly. So you have hiked on all kinds of terrain, I take it. I mean, yes. mountainous and ruggedness. Tell us a little bit about where you've been. I love that you go to the national parks. They have so much to uh, experience there. Yes. And we've we've really been to a lot of sections in in the United States. We haven't been everywhere we want to go, but we've uh, several several in the Northwest. Um, last March, we went to the Sonoran Desert down in Arizona, and um, had a good time um, for a couple of weeks playing around in the desert. And we've been up to Maine and and the 
the New Hampshire and Vermont and the, the parks up there as well. So we like to get out and see different parts of the country. And the national parks, we just we just love. Yeah, I've got my senior pass. I'm looking forward right. to doing Absolutely. that. That's a great bonus that um, that we get as we age. Is you might as well get something good out of it. But we have enjoyed um, a lot of the parks. And we're finding that national monuments as well are something that are well worth um, looking into. Sometimes they don't get as much publicity, and so they're not as crowded. But um, they do have some beautiful areas to explore. So be sure that, that you look at, at all your possibilities when you're, when you're planning a trip. And um, somewhat it will depend on the time of year that helps us make our decisions. We usually travel spring and fall just because we find the weather to be more um, conducive to the things that we like to do during those times, and they're not as crowded as the summertime can be. So that's been part of how we've chosen things. Um, Our first European hiking trip, we were both working and did not have time to plan a trip. So that was the first time we tried using a group and that was that was the reason that we we tried that was we just didn't have the time to put it together ourselves and we wanted um something fun to do. And we loved it so much that that's the only kind of trip we've taken since then um is is a group planned um hike. Partly it gives you a little bit of security. It um, it makes the planning easier. Um, one story I remember from our first trip was we were in England, and it was the hoof and mouth disease was rampant. And um, in England, the trails are not set aside in public land. They go across private land. So you are often crossing a farmer's field and you have the right of way to be there, but you need to be respectful by closing gates and um, leaving things the way you found them. I would not have had the nerve to do some of that all on my own, um, especially we were accosted, I guess you would say, by by one farmer who was very upset that we were were coming on his property. And, and our English guide was just so gracious and yet so firm, but we have a perfect right to be here, and we certainly hope you're wrong about it being a problem, and we just we went on. <laughs> so being in a group definitely would help. And when we come back from the break, I want to talk a little bit more about being in a group and you know, finding that hiking level that matches your needs and your abilities and and being able to determine where to go, who to go with, and, and even when to go. So, Randy and Beth, Flew Hardy, thank you so much. We'll be back right after the break. The fall issue of Blue Ridge Motorcycling Magazine is on the newsstands now. Read about rides that climb the Green River Staircase, follow the Tallulah Gorge, and ascend Bearwallow Mountain. Get your copy on newsstands now or subscribe at BlueRidgeMotorcyclingMagazine.com. 
Any real estate company's success is a reflection of its attention and care provided to its clients. Appalachian Realty Associates are proven to have the best agents around. And if you're looking for a place in Asheville and Western North Carolina, they'll help you find properties as unique as you are. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Your business trip shouldn't start with a road trip. Hundreds of global destinations are just one connection away, starting at Asheville Regional Airport. Fly Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, and United. Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. Visit flyavl.com to plan your next trip. Explore one of Western North Carolina's most iconic places at Chimney Rock State Park. Six hiking trails, an animal discovery den, rock climbing with instructors from Fox Mountain Guides, guided hikes, and more. Plan your adventure at ChimneyRockPark.com. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel, and let's go take a hike. We're here with Beth and Randy Fluharty. We're talking about hiking, and I'll tell you, I'm ready to get my new boots on. I'm, I'm trying to wear them in. That's in fact, right. Randy, when you were on the show last time, I went out and bought myself a pair of hiking boots. Good but it you. was like summertime, so it's like, oh, I'm wearing these boots, and they're, you know, they're hot. And But I felt this is the time I'm going to break them in, so when I really get started— they're Good for ready. You. Good for you. Thank you. So let's talk about these guided tours and how you go about getting on, uh, you know, finding the ones that work for you. Give us an idea first of some of the countries that you've been to. Uh, Beth mentioned England. We, that was our first one. And then we went to Switzerland. We've been to Italy twice. Um, That's my one of my favorite countries. We took one tour that incorporated parts of Austria, Germany, and the Czech Republic. And uh, then, most recently, we went to Ireland. So our next trip is in Spain. That so much diversity. We're trying to trying to get as much as we can while we while we can still hike. (laughs) Right. Well, let's talk a little bit about that because. I'm sure that on these groups, you've got different ages, unless they're age-specific. They are not, but it, they they do tend to be um, probably the ones we choose tend to skew a little older than um, some others might, although there are definitely some that are geared to, to an even older crowd. Um, most of the ones we've hiked with, the age range has been between 50 and early 70s i would say was um was the range and there has been a range of abilities and interests some people are there primarily for the vacation aspect and that's just fine there's always been options so that you might take a short hike with the group and then spend some time in a town on your own while the rest of the group did a second hike so th- if you want some variety or not real sure what you want, then then look for a trip that offers you options rather than one that you're forced to, to stay with the group the whole time. Well, let's talk a little bit about picking a tour company and how that works. There are a lot of tour 
companies out there, and they all have a different slant to them. Some of them um, are very active. I looked at one the other day and looked at a trip, and most of the days you were hiking 12, 15 miles, and that's a little bit more than we want to do. We don't go on these hiking vacations really for the exercise. We can get exercise right here in western North Carolina. We really want to see uh, and experience the culture. Um, so, you know, we, we do like to hop. We want it somewhat uh, rigorous, but we we don't want to wear ourselves out. Um, so you got to pick the activity level that, that the group offers. You want to be aware of that. I think you got to be aware of what's involved in, or what's included in, in the trip. Some of them include airfare. Some of them do not. Many of them do not. Uh, so you got to add that to your, your cost if it's not there. Uh, how many meals are offered? Um, you know, you, you've got to know that. And it's nice that when they don't offer all the meals because sometimes you want to go off on your own. But it's nice when they do include many, many of the meals. Uh, does the tour group offer excursions? Um, or do they do little X value, extra value extras? Uh, we, we've had uh, experiences where uh, we – we got to this little village, and there was no place to buy coffee. So they had arranged to go into a family's home. It was a, um, a mother and father and two little kids. And we went into this. It was in Italy. And we went into their little court covered with grapevines. And, and they had they brought out espressos for us all. And, and it was just, wow, you got to see a real family. And that was very, very cool f- for me. Uh, so do they offer those little extras that give you an, a, a little glimpse of what real life is like. Um, so then another thing that Beth and I have enjoyed about from my uh, bicycle and walking tours is the guides are always local. They're from that area, and they speak English very well, but they grew up in that area. And that's, I think, a, a, a value and, and probably um, – gives a little extra than if you had an American guy just traveling with you. Although some of the very good tour companies do have professional guides that are familiar with the areas where they're going, but they are American. So they do. Um, some people are a little more comfortable with having um, somebody that's from their culture as as their um, their guide. We found that in Europe – Guiding, especially in cities, is a very regulated business, and they have to pass rigorous tests in order to um, be a paid guide, which gives you a little bit of um, security that what you're getting is somebody that knows something about the area. Yeah, we had one guide that was knew everything about Florence. Uh, but she was not certified for Sienna. So she had another guide join us to give us a tour of, of Sienna. So, yeah, it's very, very regulated, and which is good. Well, let's talk a little bit about um, uh, the makeup of the group. So, you know, you're a, a couple, a married couple, and I'm sure there are other married couple. But let's say I wanted to go on a hiking vacation with a tour group. Uh, would I feel comfortable uh, assimilating into the group being a single woman? I, I definitely think so. I think that um, 
just about every trip we've been on, there have been single men and single women um, on on the trip. Sometimes they've come with a friend, but often they're just um, traveling alone, um, and this gives them the um, comfort of having somebody with them on a trail, which is always a good idea, as well as um, you're never forced into being more, um, you know, having forced camaraderie, but it's always there as an option. Um, So I think that people have always been very inclusive, although it isn't every night everybody at the same table. Um, so there's some variety. We have, we have enjoyed meeting people. That's I think that's uh, the value of of doing a group tour is is we have enjoyed meeting people from different places and they're mostly mostly they're from the United States, but uh, still they're from different parts of the United. States. Get to know them and and it doesn't really very soon it, it doesn't really matter that if you're single or or there um, we're all. They're talking together around the table and we have dinners together. And um, it's very comfortable for, I would think, for the the single people as well as the um, spouses and partners. So there's give me an idea of how many people are in a group. It can really vary. We um, we tend to choose groups um, or trips that guarantee that there'll never be more than, say, 20 people in a group um, because we don't like um large groups and also then it, it it affects the size of your transportation to and from areas and stuff whether you're on a huge bus or a little van but we have been on trips where um there were three of us it was the two of us and and a, a single person that had decided to to take this trip and the god and we all had a delightful time it was it was good um usually there's 10 to 15 is um, normally what we've experienced. And we have found that gives you enough that um, you get to know several different people. But, um, you know, there's no there's no magic number. Um, Trips get cheaper as they get larger. So um, as you can imagine, that that would make sense. But. we we found that the the small group is what suits us. Yeah, I would imagine the small group. So tell me what's on your bucket list. You're going to Spain, but what? Give us an idea of what's on your bucket list. Like, well, Beth's been to France uh, earlier in her life, but but it was before me, and so um, I would like to go to France. I think we're we're thinking about France. Um, then next year, we're also thinking about doing just a cross-country drive across the United States. I, I did it when I was in college. Beth's never experienced that, how long, how big this country is. And you don't really realize it until you drive it. So we're going to try to do that next year as well. So that's in the, I guess, in next year's plans. I, right. Down the road, I'd love to go to New Zealand, but I don't know if that'll ever happen. Well... Just keep it out there. That's keep right. it out there. Well, I can't thank you both enough. I'm ready to go hiking. You've given us a lot of great resources, you know, and thinking about, like you said in the beginning, we can step right outside. We are very fortunate here in Western North Carolina. Right. We can step outside and be on a vacation. Plenty of people come here. <laughs> exactly. But to be able to say I'm intentionally going out 
to another country or or someplace more exotic is uh, courageous and brave and and sounds like just a lot of fun. So, Randy and Beth Fluharty, thank you both for being here today. We've enjoyed it. Keep walking. We will. Keep hiking, and we'll have you back after after that cross-country trip. How about that? You can tell us all about it. All right. Well, thanks. Well, this is Marilyn Ball. You've been listening to Speaking of Travel. Go out and take a hike. Grab you a pumpkin latte. Get all hyped up. Look at these beautiful fall leaves. Get your feet walking on the trail. And remember, as you go out, don't postpone joy. Ah!